the faithful life. We're bringing you all the laughs, tips, and conversations that we wish someone would have had with us so that you can rock your own journey. I'm a mom of three who jumped right from Britain VA into two businesses. I've learned, trusted, and experienced more over the years than my wedding planner certification ever taught me. And we're bringing it all right here to you. Hey everyone, welcome back. Last episode, we focused primarily on venues. And of course, in our second episode of this series, we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to focus on hiring your vendor team. What do you look for? How many hours do you really need to hire them for? Before we dive in, I want to introduce my co-hosts and have them answer a little question. So um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Hi. Okay. <laughs> Aileen, tell us what vendor, not venue, mm-hmm. would be your first one to reserve? I would have to say, oh, that's hard. I think photographer because I feel like um, a lot of photographers fill up really quick. And that's a, I mean, I feel like that will express like your style the best. And you're going to keep those pictures forever and ever and ever. So you want to make sure, like, you do hire the person that you want. So, yeah. I think, for me, the photographer. Yeah. What about you, Jenna? So, realistically, I think that I would be the same. Yeah. Photographer. But just so I can say something different. I would say planner. Because if I were to get a planner... I wouldn't at this point because I've done weddings for a long time. But if I was new to the industry, a planner would be amazing to have right at first because they know a lot of other vendors. They can connect you with people and they know your style just as good as you know your style. And so they're able to help you and connect you. So And achieve that like look that you're going for essentially. Yeah, bring all the little things together. Yes. I love that. And they work hard. Mm-hmm. They work very hard. Yes. And just to distinguish a difference, um, a planner is really someone who helps you along your entire planning journey. Haha, ha, planner. Um, anything from decor and design to finding those vendors, like Jenna said, this is different than a coordinator. Or some coordinators have event management packages. Those are like the logistical timeline execution side of things. So you don't have to have both. You can do one or the other just for clarification. Oh, yeah. Yes. What about you? What's your priority? Food. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I agree with the photography. I would definitely do that. But food would probably be a close, close second for me. I think every good celebration – needs obviously a roof to to do it and a great view but um something tasty and great entertainment Mm -hmm. so um yeah food food or dj would be definitely my top three like go-to oh my gosh i love bands but if i were to do my wedding over i might i think i would get a band oh i would get a band 
hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the only reason, the only thing that kept me from getting a band was I wanted to be able to play a lot of different genres of music, but there are so many bands out there that do everything. Like, they'll do a little bit of everything. They'll do pop. They might not do, like, the crazy rap, you know, like. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You never know. But if you go to a piano bar, they play like everything. Literally everything. And we know a vendor who works at a piano bar and actually. Yeah, he does dueling pianos for weddings. Yes. It's really cool. How fun. I love it. All right. So we're going to go grab our coffee and we'll be right back after a super short break to jive right in. Okay, so with a digital world only taps away, it can be so overwhelming to know where to even start looking for your vendors. Talk about having too many options. So if you are an overwhelmed consumer like me, that's how I get, and you just want a short list of local, reputable pros that you can count on without the headache of like searching through thousands and thousands and trying to vet them, there are three main places that we really would recommend you start. So um, the first one is Facebook groups which sounds kind of silly. So I'm going to let Jenna tell all of you listening a little bit more about that and how they can be a great resource for you. Yeah, so I actually think it's kind of funny because we were talking about how Facebook is, you know, at a decline for the most part, has been for a while because TikTok and Instagram are definitely leading the game. But one thing that I think TikTok and Instagram don't have that Facebook does have is Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. And I love them. Um, it's a way for you to connect with countless people going through and doing the same thing as you. I think you can basically find any group of people on Facebook and connect with like-minded people. So same thing, you can find a very specific wedding group. So if you're looking for somebody in DFW, there are countless DFW bride groups or even specific ones. We know somebody who runs the LGBTQ plus. I'm actually one of the admins for that yes. one. So the, yeah, North, I think North it's Texas. North Texas LGBTQ friendly vendors. Like how awesome is that? So all of these couples are able to find vendors who are supportive mm-hmm. of their community. And I think that that's awesome. You can connect. I think that it's awesome because you get to hear from actual couples who have used those vendors or just look at it for a while, for a few months before you start hiring people. And you'll probably see some tea and decide against hiring some people. So you just never know. Doesn't disappoint. But... <laughs> But yeah, it's great. I definitely suggest it. And I like that you pointed out that Facebook, um, from a business perspective, or even finding like trends is kind of at a decline, but the forum side of it is goldmine. That's perfect. Okay, so the second place we suggest you start looking for um, your vendors, especially if you're not active on Facebook, um, would be your venue's recommendation. So Aileen, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I think um, the best, one of the best places to start, especially if you have found your venue already, is asking them who they like to work with. Because obviously, um, if they've worked with them and they're recommending, they obviously, they, I mean, at least we hope that they do a good job also. Um, I know from like our experiences, a lot of the vendors that we recommend, um, we like to work with them a few times before we truly like recommend them 
to all of our couples. And so um, we just, I mean, we're putting our names <laughs> on, you know, on the line for these other vendors. So we trust them. And you trusted us. We want to be able to reciprocate that too. I love it. And in an earlier episode, we did talk about the difference between a paid vendors list and a non-paid preferred list. So um, the example Aileen just gave all of us is something where they've been there, they've proved themselves. And so the venue, like you said, is putting their name Mm -hmm. out there to support them. They're not getting any monetary incentive from the vendors. Usually those are very authentic relationships. Some venues, especially on the East Coast, it's very common for vendors to pay the venue. I mean, they're advertising their business to hundreds of couples Mm -hmm. um, to pay them to be on their list. So if that's something that can like sway your view on their recommendations, just ask them if you know, how did these vendors get on your list? And they'll be very honest and upfront with you. Um, At least we hope they are. <laughs> yeah. In our experience, they will be. Yeah. So. Um, and then the third one, of course, is friends and family. And I think this is the most important way, personally. Um, I think a lot of people are hesitant because they don't want to do the same thing as their best friend or their sister or their cousin. And I think that's silly If you go to get your nails done or your hair done and they do a great job, you're telling everybody Mm -hmm. and they're going to go there versus if it was not a great experience, same thing. Um, Event professionals, like what better way than someone who has experienced the planning process and the celebration with them? So do y'all have anything else with that to add in? With the friends and family? Mm -hmm. I think that that's awesome because you might be able to see them in action too. If you happen to go to a wedding and you get to see a DJ or a band like we were talking about um, in action during an event, then you actually get to see what it would be like on your wedding day. I think that that experience is valuable because you know exactly what it's going to look like. Um, and I, it is really funny that you said that um, because we do see that a lot with venues that people don't want to get married at the same venue as as some like their sister or their cousin mm-hmm. or something like that. But I think that vendors like DJs and stuff like that, I don't think I would notice that the DJ was the same. Also, I think it's kind of cool. It is. To say is. he DJed mine and my best friends or mine and my co- – like that's yes. awesome. I think that that professional is going to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel more comfortable and confident. I think there's a lot of pros. Um, honestly, same thing with the venue. You can dress yeah. it up a hundred different mm-hmm. ways. Oh, yeah. So on our website, we have our show notes, obviously. And for this episode, you can jump over there to find a list of things that we would recommend um, asking. Just generic stuff like years of experience, their availability, covering your basics. But in this episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper on logistics. Um, This seems to be where our couples either get stressed or they're not sure. So we're going to help you guys avoid all of that. That includes like how many hours, how do you know what kind of services you need, you don't need, all the good information. So um, Aileen, how long do you think 
people should plan for services like DJ or photographer where um, they have different packages that maybe are four hours or eight hours or 12, like. Yeah. Well, I think um, as far as like, you know, hiring these people, I think as soon as possible, try to get those people locked in and loaded, ready to go. But as far as the actual like timing itself, um, I'm actually kind of experiencing this myself right now. I am uh, working with a bride right now that, um, you know, her ceremony's at one, her exit's at like 1030, but she has her photographer for only eight hours. So kind of trying to figure out, okay, how logistically, how is that going to work? Do we need to add more time for the photographer? Do we need to shift things as far as timeline wise? Do we need to do like a faux exit where you, you know, you get those pictures? Is even getting pictures of the exit even important to you? And you're like, I really don't care. So um, kind of diving into those logistics as far as timing and understanding, like, what do you have in front of you? What's already paid? How can we make this work? And do we need to add more time? Um, that goes into, um, you know, the DJ as well, like comparing like the timelines with them. The thing that I run into the most is like the photographer timing. Um, oh, do yeah. you have like, at, what time is your access? I mean, how long do you need to decorate? I do think that people forget about with photography that you want getting ready photos. Some, most people yeah. want photos of them getting ready. And then they want photos at the very end of the night. That's like a... That they hire only, a lot of times they get stuck in that position where they only hire for the amount of time of the event. And then are scrambling and freaking out because they don't have the time allotted for the exit photos as well as the getting mm-hmm. ready. Or like just thinking about things that are on trend right now. Detail photographs of your oh, yeah. rings, your invitations, that your shoes. Yes. Um, I don't know why I said that so sternly. I'm like committed to this. I think it's really important. Well, yeah, but I mean like. Or first looks. Yes. That's All a big of those one. things you have to figure out. Back to your priorities. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Another priority within the photographer world that they're going to ask you, what do you want pictures of? Like, do you care about details or are details super important to you? Do you care about a first look? You're like, I really don't care. You know, it's those things that you have to take into account Mm -hmm. when it comes to logistically that. So where do you guys suggest couples who are like, well, crud, like how do I even know how to start with this timeline? I'm not ready to do a full timeline. But like, where can they look for that information so when they are sending inquiries, they can actually get the details they need and want? Jenna has her hand so up. I actually <laughs> have this written down. Um, I was going to suggest one: if this is something that stresses you out so much, hire a planner because they will help you. I know that I already mentioned the planner, but they'll help you so much from the beginning. They'll go ahead and like kind of come up with a general timeline of the day without going into too much detail just to start allotting time toward those vendors and determining exactly how much time you'll need with what you're wanting to do. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to have a planner or you don't have that in the budget, then come up with your own general timeline. And this is like an example of what I'm talking about. Whenever you're this early on, it can be as simple as my ceremony, I want my ceremony to be 30 minutes long. And I want my reception to be four hours long. 
and I want an hour allocated to getting ready. If, if you already have that figured out, then I think that you can add those vendors in where you need them super simply. You don't need to know actual times yet. I agree, but I think what gets confusing and overwhelming a lot of times for people planning is that they have no idea how long they need to get ready. How long does the average hair and makeup artist take? What if it's one artist doing me and six people? What if they're only doing me? So that's a lot. And photographers usually will say, this is how much time I need before ceremony. If you ask them, so you can ask them. If you're not sure about like the getting ready, then guess what? Your professionals you're asking these questions to, they've been there and done that. So be honest and just say, I don't know, but I do know I can get to my venue at this time. And I do know that I get four hours for an event. Start with that. And they'll say, okay, cool. Here's what a normal day looks like for me. And then you can really get to kind of see that. Because um, like all of us are saying, if your concern is that you're going to end up paying for six hours of your DJ, but you only have four hours of your venue access time, obviously you just threw two hours like to the wind with your DJ mm -hmm. or you're extending your venue, which usually means your event staff, your bartender, your security officer, maybe your photographer. That gets pricey. It does. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know is that most vendors will allow you to start with a smaller package and upgrade. Yes, I love this option. Yes, most vendors, just so y'all know, um, most vendors will not allow you to start with a higher package and then decrease, but most vendors will have that option to increase your package. And it makes sense in the background of things because if they're hiring externally for their services and stuff, they can't just take that money away from those people who they've, who they've hired. But adding on is much easier for them. I love that idea. But that does mean you need to ask them, Can do we have that option Whoa. to add on and how much is it? And then you know when you sit down and go through your timeline – if you're like, ah, we really want to do a cocktail hour, so we need to add an extra 30 to 45 minutes in here. Okay, well, to do that, this is how much it's going to cost us to extend all our pros. Okay, yeah, we're good. We budgeted for that. We're all set. Yeah. That's a great, great point. Awesome. Well, ladies, do you have anything else to add before we wrap up today? I think all of that's great, yeah. honestly. Cool. Well, the whole goal of this episode, guys, is that when you go to take that next step to find your professionals and they say, we have three packages for you, six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, that you don't freeze and either overbook something that you really don't need and it doesn't fit your needs or on the flip side, end up only booking you know, six or eight hours of your photographer and then you don't have your cake cutting and your exit that kind of stinks. So make sure you're just looking at your general timeline, check it out, have these conversations, and when in doubt, hire a planner. Yeah, honestly. 
their job is to do all this logistics for you and just show it to you and give you the options and then you get your day without having to do all the stress of figuring out this side of things. So we hope you got something great out of this. Um, If you've not followed us on Instagram, what are you doing, guys? Jump on over there. Aileen, tell them our Insta handle. It's at behindtheparty.podcast on Instagram. Also, please check out our website, behindthepartypodcast.com. We're also on TikTok at Behind the Party. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And if you missed last week, we snuck a mini episode in on Friday, and we have another one coming up this Friday. It's all about proposals, real stories from real couples. Not only will it give you goosebumps, but maybe you know someone who needs a little bit of inspiration. So jump on over, listen to those. They're a feel-good, quick listen, and we will talk to you all soon. Oh, my gosh. And also, if you do want to tell your story, contact us. We would love to record your proposal story. We want all of them. Yeah, please do. Come on now, y'all. Come on. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, you can find us at Behind the Party Podcast on Instagram. We want to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or email behindthepartypodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait. See you next time.